This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. love welcome back hi i'm so excited to be here i'm so excited you're here thank you so much um this is our third time to try to record this podcast and i am so grateful for your patience and honestly i think you know timing is everything and there was probably a beautiful divine reason for this like it's so funny because we tried to record this i i think the first attempt was probably a month ago at this point and um, now we'll just get to drop in on what has happened since then. So it'll be great. Oh, yeah. It's going to be juicy. <laughs> it'll be juicy. Exactly. Um, I want to introduce everybody to you before we begin. Ashley Spidelli is a spiritual guide and transformational energetics life coach, intuitive channel, energy healer, consciousness activator, and personal brand expert. She's a guy. She's here to guide lightworkers and leaders home to create impact, abundance, visibility, freedom, and magic in their lives. That is a lot, woman. And it is amazing that you have really articulated in such a beautiful way, all these different things. And it feels so authentic and so real when I read them aloud, just following along your journey for the last four to five years, as I have, these things feel very true. And I think for a lot of people, we believe ourselves to be our Instagram bio. Not that we believe that, but it's hard to like put that Instagram bio up and stand behind it. Um, and we, you know, the name of the game in marketing is niche down. And so I'm really excited to talk about how you hold this big bio and how you really embrace being outside of the box. And we can share that with the listeners. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being all of that and more. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting, the whole experience that I've been in, but the world has been in and then the social media space and fitting in a box or fitting in a bio on Instagram or on TikTok now, like, what, who are you? How do you get people to be like, okay, like, that's the person that's going to support me through my journey or Mm -hmm. they're adding value and all of that. So yeah, it's, it's oftentimes I, I teach people that you don't fit in a box and you're a multidimensional human. Like, how could you just be one thing? Exactly. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background. I know you're from 
Long Island, but now you live in LA. You live in, well, you live in Encinitas, which is one of my favorite little beach towns. Gabe and I love to go there because he surfs (laughs) and it's so peaceful. Um, How did you make your way to California? Yeah, great question. Um, Born and raised Long Island, New York. And I just, in, in high school, they would call me Hollywood. I guess for multiple different reasons. One, because I was in theater, but two, also because I was like, I need to get to LA. I need to get to the West Coast. So when I went to college, I stayed in Long Island. But then after I graduated, I moved to LA and I worked in production. I I have a um, Bachelor of Fine Arts in radio, TV, broadcast, film. And I really wanted to be a VJ on MTV. Yes, girl. What I wanted to do, um, I worked at Fuse TV in New York City, and they had like a similar like, um, I'm really dating myself, but like TRL type of show. (laughs) And um, I remember Fuse TV's TRL version. Yeah, yeah. So I would get to support and help on those shows. And I got to interview bands and I had a radio show in college. So I was doing PA work. And then um, my boyfriend at the time couldn't find work. So after two and a half months, we moved back to New York. I started working in New York City, Um, got in a car accident, hated it. So I found a job on Long Island and I was like the sales coordinator for all of the Northeast for a broadcast equipment company. Then they started to do layoffs. I got laid off. My boyfriend was like, hey, like you did makeup in college. You loved it. Why don't you do that? And it was just something that never I thought could be a career at that time. I just thought, oh, I had to go to a regular job, yada, yada, yada. So that started my essentially an entrepreneurial journey because I went back to school. I got certifications in makeup. I um, learned prosthetics and special effects. And I worked on New York Fashion Week and got published in multiple magazines and did hundreds of weddings and was a professional makeup artist for 17 years and still do it today if people ask. Um, So over five years ago, I just was like, I got to get back to the West Coast. It just felt good here. It wasn't feeling good in Long Island. I went through a spiritual awakening. I was in this abusive relationship with this guy. And it really woke me up to how much I didn't love myself and that I actually hated myself. And I was like, whoa. Um, So I didn't date for over two years and started to do inner work healing, got my Reiki practitioner certification, and really started to tap into the energy. And I was finding that nobody in my area like understood that from a very young age. I was into crystals. People were like, oh, those are rocks. But I I had no mentorship. I had nobody that was like me. So I went to Rome before I moved out to San Diego. And in that experience, the guidance from source was like, dye your hair pink. And I was like, what? (laughs) Why? I always was become like your signature thing is your colorful rainbow hair unicorn hair yes it might be rainbow tomorrow actually we're we're switching it up for the first time ever in over six years exciting yeah it's exciting um but I was like oh my god I've always been so afraid to do that so I guess how old was I at the time I think I was like 31 and I was like, oh, my God, I'm gonna dye my hair I'm gonna ruin my beautiful brunette like natural hair and I was like fuck it. Seriously, like, fuck it. So I did it. It was like an act of rebellion. (laughs) Yeah, it was listening to the guidance and also being like, oh my God, what if I hate it? But I didn't. I loved it. And then it just switched and changed my entire life. Like, 
everything that I was building at that point, because I started to post on Instagram, I started to post on my blog, I was doing YouTube, but I wasn't super consistent with it. And I knew that I wanted to be a content creator, except we weren't calling it that at that point. It was like, be an influencer, mm-hmm. work an with influencer. brands. Yeah. And I just knew I wanted to make money online and I wanted that freedom and I wanted to build that up. So I was doing that all 2017 until I moved in October to San Diego. And at that point, I knew I didn't want to rebuild my six figure makeup business. I was like, F this, like, and lashes. I did lash extensions too. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. This doesn't feel in alignment anymore. So I kind of just was making it work, figuring it out. And then I had grown my following and people were asking me, like, how did you brand yourself? How did you do this? And to back up, um, also in my 20s, I started a cupcake business called Glittle Cupcakes. So I was simultaneously. Oh, my God. That's so cute. It was so fun um, doing cupcake events for like Betsy Johnson and Sephora and Mm. like major brands. And at that time. There was no Instagram, so I would just physically walk into places and network with them and give them a sample of a cupcake and be like, I'd really love to work with you and come to your brands. And like I would dress in those cupcake Betsy Johnson dresses. It was like a whole thing. And that was like the beginning of my branding for myself, I believe. But also from a young age, very much was just an artist, like into color and fun and vibrant, but again, wasn't fully myself. I think I really started to express myself when I moved out of Long Island and came across the country and was like, okay, fresh start. It's new. And I just made all these new friends that were entrepreneurs in San Diego who were in the wellness community and entrepreneurs and doing big things. And I was like, wow, this is where I'm supposed to be. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am today because then I always wanted to be a DJ And I just taught myself to DJ and then DJed uh, Angie Lee's Pays to be Brave and then continued to DJ other events until COVID happened. And now I don't really do that anymore. But um, pretty much that's that's how we got to where we were and the spiritual journey and the mediumship and the energy healing and all of that were things that have been integrated in my work for a very long time. However, I wasn't really putting it into the universe the way that I am now. So I'm no Yeah, because when I started following you, I think it was like the time of like branding business coach. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that was that was the space that I was in as well was teaching people organic marketing and creating an online business and creating your own branding, visual branding and brand identity. Um and it's probably how I found you probably through like <laughs> Angelie and all that whole world. Yeah. And I know like since then, so many of us that br- business branding coaches, we'd been in spiritual work ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. But there came a point in time where for me, it was like no longer satisfying to just live in that space and teach people branding and marketing and business coaching without giving them the tools of the the spiritual tools and practices that I'd been leaning on and utilizing to reinforce standing confidently in my brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, eventually I saw a lot of the genre pivot to expressing the behind the scenes of their journey and stepping into spirituality and spiritual coaches. But it wasn't, you know, sometimes it feels like a trend when you see the whole like community doing it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think there's, there is that, but I feel like for myself and I feel like what resonates true for me, for you, like watching you do it was, it was a real expression and a real inner journey that you decided to share with the world out outwardly. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Sounds like I'm correct on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause what ultimately spiked like to really embody it and pivot it was that it just wasn't I wasn't excited to like make content about personal branding like at all. And I still struggle with that because I still do help people brand themselves and create content mm -hmm. and business. Like people come to me for that. And when they come to me, I love it, but I don't love making content about it as much anymore. But the, the real like nail that like hit me was I lost my dad. And when that mm -hmm. happened, nothing felt like, it mattered except for like connection to source and like the spiritual side of things because I was just like, uh, having like an existential crisis, you know? Mm -hmm. And what was, what was, when did that, what year was that? He passed in the, not in the beginning. Oh my goodness. At, at the beginning of December, 2020. So the end of 2020. Yeah. It so it's was been a few years. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. And what was, what did that usher in for you? What was that learning? What is, has been the learning since then? Cause I haven't lost a parent, but I feel like yeah. it's just such a momentous thing in someone's adult life. And you know, if you're on a spiritual path, it could mean a lot of different things. It will, if you're a, a human, it can mean a lot of different things, but on a spiritual path, how did you experience that? Was like, a, was it another spiritual awakening for you? In a lot of ways I want to say yes, but also I think it was like, god and the universe just being like you have the tools like you you already know so although i'm here because i believe like we're all energy energy doesn't die we're having a human experience mm -hmm. we're just like you know renting these meat suits right now and mm -hmm. um because even though i don't offer mediumship as a um service i i am that i've been that and i know I, I know how to communicate with him. I knew how to communicate with him. I know other people's loved ones have crossed over and like share with me. Like I can tap in if I want to, but I've also learned how to just be like, no, not available for that. So it really just kind of spoke to me in the sense of like, okay, like you understand more than maybe the average human that like, although your dad is no longer here, physically in this human body he's not gone so I still mm -hmm. have a relationship with him I still talk to him every day in a way he can do things for me that he was not capable of doing in the physical so I really had that experience of understanding that like he's not gone and the grief journey is not linear and it doesn't make sense and I truly believe that grief is just an abundance of love with nowhere to go so mm -hmm. in that realization and understanding of how powerful energy is and how powerful love is and the experience here is it can be very fragile it could be very amazing it could be very painful um, but we've we've come here to experience how to manipulate energy as Dolores Cannon mm -hmm. says so it's it's very much this you came here, you, you kind of picked your journey. And I understood like my dad's journey was done. He was out. He was just like, this is it. 
I don't understand why. And in a human level, I'm like, oh man, this sucks. Like he could have been here for so much longer and he's not. And that's the human side and the ego talking versus the higher self mm -hmm. and the energetic self that understands like, yeah, he's, he's, he's moved on to whatever was next for him. And like, I can be in touch with him and have a sense of peace and know that he's no longer suffering in the pain when he got sick suddenly in his body and he wasn't dragged out. So that yeah. that ability to then show up for others, understanding the grief journey to be able to support them through that process when it happens is the gift that I was given through my dad's death. Mm, so beautiful. One of son. them. But yeah. Yeah. And how did you tap into your mediumship? Uh, well, I mean, I definitely worked with a mentor and a coach for, you know, to understand like the how do we say this? The voices coming through my head and my mind is, as some people will des describe it. I never have memorized all of the, the clairaudient, the clairvoyant, the clairsentient. There's like two or three more, I think. There's seven. There's seven. Yeah. yeah. My, be my best friend is a medium and she's a medium mentor Sloan, and teacher. Yeah. Sloan. Yeah. I love her. But I'm, I, she's like my best friend, but I, I was always like, la, 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 la. Like <laughs> I don't need to study mediumship or intuition or spirituality. Like I am spiritual, but eventually like we kind of came full circle and I'm like, okay, tell me more. I'm actually listening. Like, <laughs> let me stop tuning this out. Like you're and ready. My, my other good friend, Lauren Unger is also Lauren Courtney on Instagram. She's yeah. also um, a medium and I consider myself a psychic medium. I have a lot of knowing I can foresee mm -hmm. a lot of things in the future. I'm a visionary. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes I can predict people's deaths, which is kind of an odd thing. Like I, I have dreams or I have predict like a mm -hmm. premonition, premonition, just like a deep knowing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I haven't fight quite found the use for that other than <laughs> acceptance because yeah. I don't really go around telling people. Yeah. Um, it hasn't happened to anybody close to me, but it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting topic because I think the word psychic or medium, um, and psychic medium are so profoundly misunderstood and, yeah. categorized and yeah. really they're utilized. If you really tune into your intuition, you recognize like everybody's a medium. First of all, once you really learn the tools sure. of mediumship, for sure, everyone is a medium. Everybody is capable of mediumship. But I think the beautiful part about utilizing mediumship or your psychic abilities in coaching or as a mentor is just that you're tapped into a more subtle space an energetic space that you can co-create with your clients versus just um, mapping out a business strategy and marketing plan on paper mm -hmm. that sounds really good, but is quite linear. Mm -hmm. And your clients, although they're right there with you, I found in my, in my coaching, sometimes I've created these really big visions for my clients, not being tapped into my energetics or theirs, mm -hmm. and they fall short. It's really hard for them to live up to what we put on paper and so to really be tuned in and listening to your clients and working with mediumship is such a unique, beautiful space for your clients to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and it's, it's much better. It's kind of like somebody asked me the other day, uh, does microdosing have an impact when like I'm working with clients with or without microdosing? whether I'm microdosing or they're microdosing. And so like we went into all the different ways of which it was better or worse. And I was like, honestly, if we're all microdosing and we're all working in the spiritual realm, it's much better. There's less 
less problems yeah. because we're all tapped in to the universal flow. Yeah, for sure. So what do you do? What do you do now? And like, how has this journey led you? So you went from launching yourself online as an influencer slash content creator mm -hmm. And people started coming to you organically asking for your services. Mm -hmm. And when I found you, that's what you were doing. I think you were teaching people. It's like, what was the co course called? Like brand unicorn. It was so cute. Um, what was it called? Do you remember? I know I did aligned and branded. That was my group program. I mean, there's been so many different names. I didn't use unicorn as one of them, but maybe I just in my head she was I was she was the unicorn. People usually <laughs> associate me for years with the unicorn because I also did like an art side project years ago called Tales of a Modern Day Unicorn, and if you type that into Instagram, it will pop up. It's basically just a series of photos of me with a unicorn ha head on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no way that's so cute I don't think I even knew this yeah so you don't even see my hair or like my face but um for years people just always have associated me with a unicorn it's your energy yeah it's your energy it's all over you yeah so what do you do what do you do now with your clients what is the space that you work in the most and that you love yeah um the space that I really work, it's, it's very similar. It's, it's kind of funny because it's like all the time I'm like, Oh, get away from branding. And then it always comes for full circle back where I'm like, totally. I can't same. really get rid of it <laughs> in mm -hmm. whatever way. I, I, I think it's just messaging it differently or speaking about it differently now that I am where I am in my life, because I'm a stand for self-expression and for you to be you authentically. Um, but utilizing, like we were talking about, your tools and understanding that you get to do the inner work and you get to do the transformation work in order for you to fully be you tapped into your higher self and your inner self. You've got to have this sense of self-trust to be able to show up powerfully online to be able to support people and guide people. So I work with people, again, with their confidence and their expression and, you know, it looks a bit different because it's not just oh you know brand personal stand out online build your personal brands like it's so on brand like you'll hear me say those things still um but it's my content isn't really speaking to that as much it hasn't been however i know that i'm going to start to speak into it in a new way again um but it's more based off of the spiritual awakening and energetics and you being in connection with you and the power of connecting to source and manifestation and rewiring your brain and the law of attraction and the law of assumption and how powerful you are as a human and understanding that. So that's mostly the content that I'm creating and the work that I've been doing with my clients is really, you know, tapping into your intuition, your confidence, and then it just organically naturally flows with them into then creating an online business and building a brand because once they've worked through that stuff, they go, Oh, I don't want to work that job that I've been mm -hmm. working. I want exactly. more for myself. I want to show up. I want to show up like you. I don't know how to speak like you. And that, you know, then we work on emotional intelligence and, you know, powerfully speaking and owning your worth and your truth and your voice, because all of that gets to come into play when you're showing up as a leader and a lighthouse and somebody who is going to make an impact in the world. 
This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Yeah, and I think that you stand for that full, you stand for I've done the inner work and now here's the outward expression of my brand, the visual brand, like you're living it. And so I think people are going to come to that, be attracted to that anyways. And I do think that like, when you do the inner work, it is so rebellious in nature Mm -hmm. that it ends up leading to you transforming your life, not just your inner world, but your outer world has to shift and change too, like your relationships, Mm -hmm. your job, your career. And it becomes a transform, an inward to external transformational process. And the last thing to change could be your own visual attire, could be your hair. (laughs) It could be, you know, the fonts and the graphics and the things that you use, they're an extension of that, especially when it comes to personal branding. Mm -hmm. So of course I I find myself in the same predicament too. It's like at the end of every transformational um, course or container that I create, there's always an aspect where I'm like, well, I think I got to throw in some business and branding here because it's like, you can't leave them hanging. They're going to yeah. want that at the end yeah. of the day. Like they're going to want to do a photo shoot right. to capture their new self. They're going to want to know how do they articulate this into words, the experience that they've just had. And what I found is like, you know, at the very least, if you're not changing your entire career, it's like make a mission statement for yourself, make a legacy statement, mm-hmm. know your values of who you are as a personal person and if they extend to your personal brand great as well right so it's like even as people I think we all should have a personal brand whether you're monetizing that or not and I think that that's what's so beautiful about like the where I feel like branding has finally gone Mm -hmm. is to a very personal space not just creating a personal brand to get clients but like we all are if you have an Instagram at this point if you have a website you have a personal brand. Yeah. It's whether or not you've dressed it up to reflect who you are. Exactly. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I like this was always a thing. And this is the way that I describe it to people. It's like, if you are not who you want to be yet and you view other people and you put them on pedestals, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. That's where you are in your life. I'm not discounting that at all, but if you're that place of growth, yeah, we've all, we all do it. We all do it. You know, it's like you have a new ceiling, you have a new floor. And, um, if you're listening to this and and that's, that resonates with you, this is what I want to say to you. When I was younger and even still to this moment, I will look at certain humans walking on this earth that are inspiring me. And I'll, and I'll just be like, huh, I really love something about them. And it's always going to be an energetic thing, number one, Mm -hmm. but because I am the type of person that just loves aesthetics and I can appreciate not just vibrancy, but the time and the intention, which is the Mm self-love that you put into yourself. I can tell that you care about yourself. It's not to be like, Oh, look at me, look at me. Cause yes, sometimes we do that for the wrong reasons. And is there a little bit of that in this? I'm sure that there is only, you know, that, and 
you can take bits and pieces of inspiration from different people and then create that into yourself and embody that. And then you become your own version of that. And that's essentially Mm -hmm. what your personal brand is. You take all the things that you love in life, even if you haven't been acting on them or they're not present because you've been afraid or you're like, oh, I can't be that. That can't be me. I think one of the greatest gifts of having pink hair has been is like when people come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I love your pink hair. I could never do that. And my first thing that I say back to them is like, thank you. And really, why not? And I instantly Mm -hmm. can see their fears, their insecurities, and what's holding them back Mm -hmm. in their life. Yeah. And it's wild. Yeah, it's true. Um, I have spent so much money on other people branding me. Like, well, first, wait, wait, wait. Also, did you know that I went to cosmetology school and I was a hair colorist? No, I didn't. For Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how I got to Miami. I was a hair colorist for Vidal Sassoon. And so I moved to Miami to be their colorist. And then they sent me to LA for a year. And then I quit because I hated working in a salon. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, so I resonate so much with this because I am very aesthetic. I love everything aesthetic. You can also find me in like a messy bun and like no makeup, like 90% of the time. And like, that can also be its own aesthetic. It's like, you know, what, what leisure wear, athleisure wear you decide to put on and how big your bun is. Like (laughs) to me, that's like another version of it. Um, but so I can appreciate aesthetics as well. And to me, like I, it's been really hard to embrace for me, like being, having placed value on aesthetics and looks and it not feeling for a long time, I felt self-judgment and external judgment Mm -hmm. for having that placed value in that. But I think I've come to the same place you have. It really is a reflection of, to me, when I do my glam and my hair and my makeup and my clothes and I change outfits between every podcast and I'm recording five podcasts in a day, it's because it's intentionality. It's a persona I want you to experience. It's also an empowerment and a vibration I want to feel. So I wore this with you and next time wearing something else with somebody else, very specific, each outfit is picked intentionally so I can feel like we're all in the same energy, right? So I love that you talked about that. And then the other thing I wanted to say is like, you know, I've spent so much money on branding. Like I'm talking like $2,000 here for a brand design and $5,000 here for a website and $15,000 for like a website and new photo shoot, like this huge thing from this like higher level, um, company and all the times that I did it with from a plate, not all the times, but very much along the way, I did it from a place of lack, thinking that the visual starting with the visual was going to change the internal. And I think finally the last three years, like I, I'm launching a new website soon. And I'm so excited. The website will have been done by me. The colors will have been done by me. I mean, I'm also at a place in my skill set that my graphic design skills, my website skills, you guys, this is not to say everyone should go DIY the branding, (laughs) but I think for me, because I have the skill set and I've been giving away the power for other people to interpret my brand. I feel like I finally am at the place with my skill set and my own internal worth that I can do it from the inside out and if at some point in time I can hire somebody else to do it and, and make it better, great. But I think so often 
we come from a place of branding from visual Mm -hmm. outside and we forget about the inside. And I love that the work that you're doing is really from the inside out. Like branding should be the last step. Mm -hmm. And it's why I think coaches in the branding spaces are so valuable because a lot of times working with a branding company or a brand designer, they will have an initial meeting and a conversation. They will do their best to get to know you and the time that they have. And then they send you PDFs, Mm -hmm. fill this out, (laughs) identify words. Here's a word bubble, choose 10 words, right? Like, and it's, so you're just filling out words and articulating who you are as a brand and what you are and what your skill set is and what your job description is or your services, right? Yeah. And what I found was that when I was doing those things, nobody was coming in and reflecting a, a, like, is this coming from lack? Do you really believe this about yourself? Is this really the area, your zone of genius, right? Like mm-hmm. what, what can we do to excavate here? The real you, not just who you want the world to perceive you as mm-hmm. because branding visually is not just how you want to be perceived and how you want your clients to talk about you, but it's also who you really believe you are. It's the embodiment of you. Yeah. Right. It's energy. It's, it's energetic energy. Yeah. I truly believe that it's, and that was the work I was always doing. Um, and that was like the feedback that I was receiving from previous past clients, you know? So to pivot into being where I am now, and not creating so much content about branding. It's like the person that comes to me comes for the journey. They're going to work with Mm -hmm. me most of the time for six months. Sometimes it's a shorter one, depending upon where they are when it's in a one-on-one setting, you know, but I always talk about, it's like, I I call it iconic energy because Mm -hmm. it's like when you view some, somebody again, that inspires you or you look to, which it could be Danielle or it could be me or it could be, you know, um, somebody that I really love to use in a, as an example is Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. Mm-hmm. If you watch season one of that, you watch where she was. And then season two, it like amps it up. And she like fully mm-hmm. steps into this, I'm going to call it character, but also like who I believe based off of what I'm seeing, she actually is. And the expression of outward of her how, power, her power, she like really owns that. And a lot of people hate her, but also a lot of people love her because she really is that feminine boss babe, like figure. She's iconic. Yeah. And when I view women like that, I go, wow, when she walks in a room, she turns heads. So that is the energetic part she has done the inner work somewhere somehow to get to that point. And that is the energy that you get to have when you are building a brand and a persona and, a, you know, to be a public figure or a content creator or a leader, like that's the energy inside. And that requires you to do, you know, the work like we're talking about to get to that point, to be able to express yourself. Now, does that mean you need to wear loud you know, vibrant colors and patterns, like not necessarily, you just might be, you know, more of like your aesthetic is always going to be beiges and whites and black and white, or maybe it's like one pop of color. And like, you go through different cycles of that. That's also a powerful, iconic vibe. You might, God, I wish I was a minimalist in so many ways. Oh sometimes. my gosh, me too. Um, I am a maximalist. So and I'm just going to accept that about myself. You should see how many pieces of luggage I drugs to New York city for five days. Oh. I'm like, but I need four jackets and seven 17 different layers. Well, you don't know what's going to happen. You definitely do. 
I'll tell you that my best friend Katie, she is a professional. She's a celebrity professional makeup artist. Um, I met her back in the. It's like over a decade ago now. We were working in Sephora together, and she's originally from Kansas, and um, she's a phenomenal makeup artist. And it was one of those times where you just like meet somebody instantly, and you're like, you're gonna be my friend forever. <laughs> I was wearing these. Tarina Tarantino like heart crystal earrings and she was like oh my god I love those and she was like her makeup was a certain way and her accessories were really cool and I was just like yeah this is the friend that will bring three suitcases chock full of outfits with her to spend three days with me like maximalist to the core but has accepted it and is like yeah this is who I am and she's extra and like I might not bring three suitcases, but I'm definitely extra like that in the sense of like, yeah, the dream closet, it's in my apartment. It looks like Carrie Bradshaw's closet. And that's like my thing. It's part of like, you know, my self-expression. There's multiple different types of wardrobes in that closet for photo Mm -hmm. shoots. And, you know, then there's loungewear, like you said, like I'm not like always dressed up. A lot of the time I'm just kind of like, you know. I'm going to use Paris Hilton's word, sliving my best life. Sliving. Did <laughs> she it. say sliving or I thought it was sliving? I don't know. I think she says sliving. Maybe I read it as sliving. Maybe it is sliving. Um, yeah, I think part of it has been embracing that side of myself because I feel like minimalism, even within branding, has been always such a thing, right? Like yeah. minimal fonts, minimalism, and like beiges so and neutrals. I actually really it's love so pretty. it. It's just not me. I went... Four years ago, I did this thing where I was like all beiges, all neutrals, like all my Lightroom presets were neutral, Uh, like beigey tones. And it looks, people still think like, even though like my Instagram the last year has been these four really bright colors mixed in with beiges and neutrals. Which I love, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I I admire yours as well. Um, I, so people still think of me as like the beige queen. Like my friends are always like, you would love this. This is so you. And they'll send me like a picture of like, I don't know, a beige bag. And it is, it's still so me. There's part of me that is that yeah. like beige neutral person. My home is really beige and neutral actually. Like I love. So is mine. I was, <laughs> except for like all, you have a lot of layers. You're really good at layering. Yeah. With I like mean, the, the photos the, and the lighting this is, or the. This is like my office area, but like. Is that your maximalist corner? It's like the art wall because I love art, you know, but the I mean, the rest of my apartment is neutrals. It's like cream, white, beige, gray, 100 plants. It's very bohemian. And then like small pops of color. Like I just got a new couch and it's like a peacock green and I love it. But before it was gray, um, I was like, okay, we got to throw some color in there. But yeah, because I need like neutral space. Yes. I need neutral space to work from. It's calming. Um, But it's calming. Yeah. But my point is, is like, I always wanted to be a fucking minimalist and like, I've just accepted. And I think that's part of it. Like that's part of personal branding. That's part of self-expression is really accepting. Like you said, like when you first got the download about the pink hair to just be like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Try it on. When I did that creative, crazy, colorful departure from beiges to bright, bright colors, I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. (laughs) Pink and green and neon yellow, like all in one. I have like Uh, seven brand colors, but it worked out. And I think, I think that's the, 
the fun part is it's just colors. You're just yeah. trying it on. You can switch it out. For sure. Branding is a self-expression. And yeah. so is spirituality. So yeah. is living in this 3D reality, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me what does, last question before you got off, what question or what, what does rebellious reinvention mean to you? <sighs> rebellious reinvention. You know, I think it's just... Here's the thing with the word inter, uh, like intervention, right? Intervention, rebellious reinvention, reinvention, invention, invention, invention. Yeah, I knew what you're. I, I'm like, wait, it's, <laughs> it's not calculating in my brain. Um, I think it's the cool part about being in this human experience is that you can reinvent yourself in any moment. Like if something doesn't work and you try it on, like I acknowledge you for trying something out of your comfort zone. Kind of like just what you were saying about colors, right? It's like the worst thing that could happen is that you don't like it. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe you get negative feedback. And even if you get negative feedback, but you do like it, you could still pursue it 100% up mm -hmm. to you. Um, you know, so being rebellious in that invention of yourself or of life is like you get to be that rebel. Like when you're ready to step into your power fully, it's going to be looked at as rebellious. It's going to be looked at as, ooh, I don't know. That's weird. That's a new version of that person or like whatever. But if you've been doing the work on yourself and you believe in yourself enough, you're just going to say fuck it because we only get one life. We don't know how long it is. And it's like the only thing that should matter is your happiness and your joy. And if you are here and part of your vision of your life is to create an impact and step into leadership, it's not about you. It's about other people that you're able to change their lives, impact their lives, help them on their journey. So it's in being in contribution to the world and being in service. Beautifully said. Yeah. And being that being rebellious and going first mm -hmm. into that discomfort is leadership. Yeah. That's what leadership looks like. And yeah. it's a permission slip for all. Yeah. So thank you for being that for us. Oh my gosh, You've been the colorful you. queen this whole time. And I've just been watching from the sidelines. Oh, I'm like, I don't you. know if my beige soul can do it, but I oh did. Oh my God. I'm just so proud of you. I'm really Thanks. so proud of you. I love this new version of you. And we didn't even talk. We didn't even talk about that part about the microdosing. You touched oh on my it God, like I two know. seconds. I know, but we'll, um, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll have another conversation. It'll be psychedelic next yeah, time. Yeah. We get to have another one of those. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate you coming here to share time with me and my audience. And um, just, it's been beautiful. And thank you for all your patience. Of course. Thank you. It's been an honor and a blessing to be on your podcast. Thank you, my love. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I would love if you wrote a review for me. And the review prompt is not just how much you love listening to it or what this podcast has meant to you, but I would love for you to describe what rebellious reinvention means to you. I want to hear your interpretation of it. So leave your name, leave the city that you're from. And on my next few podcasts, I'm going to be mentioning them and reading them aloud. So thank you so much. Subscribe and please share with somebody who would love and appreciate this podcast. Bye.